This episode is brought to you by Duncan. <laughs> Duncan just dropped a new kind of energy. They called it Sparked. <laughs> Berry burst, peach sunshine, flavors I love. Did you guys try it already? I can't say no to two kinds of flavors. One is peach and one is berry. And a medium's $3. Now through March 19th. So drop by and get sparked by Duncan. Sparked energy drinks are fruit flavored, contain 0% fruit juice. Beverages contain caffeine from caffeine and guarana. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. The best of Easter begins with a full honey baked spread. Mm. It's the thing that brings flavor to all the fun and festivities. Ooh. The bites that make all your guests grateful that Easter's here a little early this year. Enjoy the sweet and crunchy glaze of Honey Bakes bone-in half ham, mouth-watering sides, and desserts. Mm. And make this year's Easter the best-tasting one yet. Cheers. Every bite is a celebration with the Honey Baked Ham Company. Introducing Batiste's wet-activated and touch-activated dry shampoo. With breakthrough technology that absorbs oil and releases bursts of fragrance whenever you sweat or touch your hair for up to 24 hours, it's the ultimate hair care for girls on the go. Try the newest dry shampoo that's activated by you. Batiste, the future of hair care is here. Buy Batiste dry shampoo online or in store at your nearest retailer. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable. This episode... Weaponized Wade bear traps the boys and acts the gruesome guru with a sinister RPG. Bullish Bob licks hair, shits his pants, eats vomit, and can't get his fingers into holes. Moonstruck Mark molests vibrating shafts, cries a river, prays for arrows, and painfully prison pockets Shakira. From journaling to the first council of distractible. <laughs> yes, it's time for Wade Games. Now sit back and prepare to be distracted and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Distractable. I'm your forever host, Wade. Why? Because I very fairly won the last episode, and I'm joined here by my uh, close friend. Acquaintances, at least. At least. There's a lot of pausing going on. Oh, must be the internet connection we have. I just want to say it's just a streak of unprofessionalism that uh, if this were any other person hosting, there wouldn't be this kind of uh, stop and go. It'd be all action all the time, straight until the finish. Uh, question unrelated to anything that might happen after I ask the question. Is the piss pants rule still in effect or is that used up now? You're certainly welcome to try and I will let you know. That doesn't sound worth it at all. How are you guys? I'm supposed to give you time for small talk, and I'm you know, I'm nothing if not fair. What's up in your lives? What's new? What's old? What's in between? I'm nervous. I feel unsettled. After the way the last episode played out, and after your weird tone and pauses so far this episode, I feel unsettled. I don't feel unsettled at all. I feel confident, more confident than ever. I've made a lens discovery, and I'm going to talk about it. Go on. I super see you stopping me from talking about lenses, and I'm quickly shifting gears. I'm talking about ADHD. Everything's fine. Still on my medication that I have. As far as is working out. Okay. I'm shifting gears again. I notice you're cutting me off at the pass, and I'm going to talk about the moon. What, a, what about it? Ah, you thought you had me there. I'm going to talk about some expensive things that people can't buy, and how I'm not just frivolously throwing my money away, but it's all purposes for business reasons. Okay, what are you buying? Oh, almost got me there. Dodge. Uh, movie update. Okay. Yeah? No, how's it going? <laughs> how's that going? 
going good in the final sprint. You know, I stare down danger and I always foresee obstacles coming my way. You're almost happy there. <laughs> I'm less unsettled now. I feel better. That's that's normal. You don't have a car. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Counterattack time. All right. I'm going to mark down. Mark got me. All right. Hell yeah. Bob, anything else you want to add? Because I feel like Mark went, took us on a whole journey there. While we were um, on break just now, I, before we got on here, I was I um, looked at my phone and iOS apparently has a journal app now, and I feel prompted to start a chronicling of my life and adventures. I have no entries. You know what, Bob? I'm going to give you points. I don't deserve points. No, you get points. I don't want them. Well, you get some because of your beautiful segue. For you see, I've been working diligently on a new game. And you guys get to test it for me to see how it's working. Okay, so how is this a ripoff of a good episode that Mark or I already hosted? Got it. I'm glad you asked. So here's where we begin. You find yourselves in a small town. Night's descending as the sun goes down. You look up and see it on the horizon. It's a clear night, some clouds in the sky. You look around and you find various buildings around. You see what looks to be like dungeons to be explored in the distance. Right in front of you, you see a sign. A sign pointing you in several different directions. There's a meeting hall, a gift shop, a great wheel, the arena, the Moral Combat Dungeon 1, parentheses, WIP, parentheses, and the Wheel of Destiny. You've been wandering around for months, trying to find purpose. And something, whether it's a guardian angel or a, a guiding, I don't know, fairy or something, has just been pointing you in this direction. Something has been tugging at you, pulling you in this direction. And now that you're in this town, you feel like you can fulfill your purpose. How big? How big's a fairy? Oh, can fit in the palm of your hand. It's too small. Is there any slightly larger fairies around? No. What does that? Don't ask Bob. It's funny. I'm just, just asking, man. I scoot further away from Mark's character. I eyeball his pockets for more fairies. Uh, in what direction do you scoot? Because you see the sign points in different directions. Very slightly towards the gift shop away from Mark's character. Without moving in any particular direction, you guys are sitting here faced with either wandering toward an unmarked destination or one of the marked ones I have listed for you. Ooh, I like unmarked destination. Yeah, I was, I'm, well, he's going towards the gift shop. I nudge towards unknown territories. You walk face first into what appears to be an invisible wall, Mark. I see that and I run at it full speed ahead, head down, <laughs> thinking that I'll punch a hole in it. Bob, as you collide with this invisible wall, where you see part of your face, your hands, your knees even go through the wall, but then they're thrown backwards onto the other side of the wall, not with enough force to throw you down, but to keep you on this side of the wall. Like rubber? Okay, I'm holding my broken nose and I'm going, hey, wait, why did he get the rubber portion? And then I run at the mo place where he ran into the wall full speed, breast open. You have the same kind of thing that happens to Bob. Your breasts, your knees, your hands, perhaps even your chin break the plane of this invisible wall and then you're bounced backwards. I turn to Bob. Bob, I think we almost have it. We just need to run harder. After many hours laboring of trying to get through this invisible wall, you find yourselves have made no progress and you've given up and have decided to try a different course of action. Well, that doesn't sound like what I would do, but okay. Uh, can I roll for inspiration? I'm going to give an inspirational speech to Bob about not giving up. You were able to give the speech. Bob, I know you're tired. I give up and walk away. <laughs> Mark, you rolled a one. Damn. Do we have to go to the same place or are we going to different places? You can try whatever you'd like. 
Mark, do you want to go to the same place or do you want to split up? Depends on where you're going. I still want to see the gift shop. I'm just curious. Yeah, I'll go to the gift shop. All right, we go to the gift shop. You approach the gift shop and you see a barrier preventing your entry saying level two required. I get a Sharpie out of my pocket and scrawl a very terrible looking two across Mark's forehead. And then I run at the wall. You run smack into what feels like a solid wall, Mark, and you re-break your nose. It starts bleeding again and you fall over. Ah, damn it. All right. Well, I followed the sign at some sort of indication. Arrows emerge from the ground, pointing you towards the great wheel. Well, I'm on the ground. Do they, is that, am I okay? <laughs> One lifts you up and puts you back on your feet. Wow. That's a gentle arrow. Is it a fairy arrow? Is it a pharaoh? It could be. The arrows have probably misspelled Terturial written on them, pointing toward the great wheel. I don't know what a Terturial is, but I think we should go over there, Mark. All right, sounds good, Bob. Before I leave, I give the arrow that lifted me up a big wet kiss on the tip of its arrow. The arrow, now slightly dampened, remains. As you approach the wheel, a voice from a place unbeknownst to you, perhaps another space and time, says, Hey, you see in your minds, parentheses WIP, parentheses, next to the dialogue. I say, uh, sup? I'm glad you asked, for your fate is before you. The wheel shall spin, and its results you shall honor. Is there anything visible on the wheel? The words or Not yet, but the wheel begins to spin before you. And as the wheel comes to a stop, in front of you, you see the words, fair is fair. A bonus win is assigned to Wade. I take Bob's Sharpie, and I scrawl a Y at the end of each fair. Fairy is fairy. A bonus winnie is assigned to Wadey. Wait, what? Wait, so that's an, that's an episode win? It is. Thank you. Appreciate your spin. Mark, you want to spin the wheel of fairness or whatever the fuck it's called? The wheel bursts, throwing you back toward the center of town. New arrows emerge, thrusting you from the ground, pointing you in another direction. The meeting hall. I just walk mindlessly towards where the arrows are pointing, not even paying attention to what it is. As you get more than about 20 feet away from Mark, some weird glitchy stuff happens where Mark is and he finds himself rubber banding to catch up. Man, the lag, Bob. It doesn't seem to be able to handle you two being very far apart, so he's force loaded into where you are. You enter the meeting hall. No invisible walls or bullshit on this place? Nope. In fact, the door is seemingly non-existent. It's just open and ready to receive. As we're about to cross the threshold to enter the meeting hall, I act like I run into an invisible wall and I look at Mark and I go, oh, I can't go in, I guess. Uh, you better do it. I'll just sit out here and I just let Mark do whatever the problem is. Okay. All right. I boldly charge head first um, and I sprint with my lips ready to kiss whatever's on the other side. You two emerge into the meeting hall where dozens of people whose faces you can't quite make out are seated. There's a path lit before you, guiding you almost to a stage in the front, where there are two spots, one for each of you to stand in. I smudge up my face and join the faceless people in the seats. Unfortunately, you hit an invisible wall when you try to approach the seats themselves and are bounced back to the hallway. God damn, this is just lazy game design. These fucking walls, man. So clearly we're supposed to go to the stage, I guess. Let's Mark, get your lips ready. Mark, are you backing up? Yeah, I just, I'm backing up to give a good charge on this. Unfortunately, as Bob approaches the stage, Mark is force loaded up onto the stage as well. <laughs> Before you, a prompt appears. It says, discuss the following, your favorite things. That's vague. I bet Mark talks about lenses. I learned out into the first row of the audience and I whisper to the first person there, like, but you 10 gold coins, he talks about lenses. 
I don't hear him. God lenses optical perfection in imperfection. It's a glorious contradiction. Ah, what a wonderful world to live in where the sight you see can be tweaked by the tiniest little nuances. It's, um, ah. How long does he have to talk about lenses before the, before the guy pays me? Do I get my 10 gold coins or what? Okay, that's not happening. Mark, you know what I like? I like phone cases. Have we talked about phone cases recently? You know what's an interesting new thing that phone case manufacturers are dealing with, Mark? Is that the iPhone 15 Pro, instead of a little switch, you know how iPhones have always had the little mute switch? This is a button now. And some phone cases, like this one, have put a little button on the case, which is convenient, and some of them just leave a little hole. I have fat fingers, and I can't get my finger in the hole well enough to, like, push. Anyway, it's a real conundrum. Three, two, one. The topic disappears. Okay. A new topic emerges in front of you. It says, discuss the following. You are forced to adapt one historical event you would change or alter in some way. Which event, and what would you do? <sighs> Um, a leaderboard emerges next to it, and it shows both of your names with zero points. Fascinating. Okay, all right. Bob. I turn to Bob. I go like, do you think that maybe this is a trick where it's Wade's weird words, and he's trying to get us to say words? Oh, probably. Applesauce. Potatoes. Uh, George Washington. Uh, um, happy uh, birthday. The French Revolution. Hair. Uh, what, what historical event would I change? 20 seconds appears. I would go back to where Apple was talking about changing to USB-C, and I would make them have done that a long time ago, because I have a lot of lightning cables in my house right now. But, but see, I have AirPods, and those still use lightning, and there's a, there's a version of AirPods that uses USB-C, which would be convenient, but I don't need new AirPods. I have AirPods. I would want that. I would change um, the, 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 uh, the Trojan horse instead of a horse. Penis. Dude, that would make the Trojan condom brand so much more lucrative. <laughs> no idea. I would change the injustices done to Wade. The topic disappears. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. A new topic pops up. Mark, I feel like we're not doing a good job. Yeah, I don't I think we're trying to like, I don't know, cheat the system when in reality probably sincerity will win the day. What are your goals for the future? Oh man, I have got many goals for the future. You know, to start, this movie's gonna come out and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little breather from doing big projects like that. I'm gonna really focus on finishing learning Korean, and uh, that's kind of kind of be my main focus. Uh, looking forward to just kind of like stepping back from always having a big project on my shoulders and just being able to enjoy life, travel, camp, something like that. I have a personal goal to learn more about my car and be more hands-on with it. Specifically, I have a couple pieces right now that I want to install that involve trimming a little bit of uh, plastic shrouding and stuff, but I, I want to get a front mount intercooler and potentially upgrade some of the, like, the J-pipe and the exhaust, and I, I might want to do, like, uh, suspension work. I want to, and I want to do it myself. I want to learn enough and have the confidence to like do it and do a decently good job so i don't make my car insanely dangerous but then like like i want to learn that skills and knowledge about my car the topic disappears you look at the leaderboard there are zeros next to your names however a one flashes near bob's name for a moment and then disappears back to a zero huh i guess that didn't count then the crowd's faces begin to emerge you see friends family wades 
all looking slightly disappointed. For you see, there were some correct things you should have said during this topic. A banner emerges in front of you, and you see our favorite things, colon, space, Wade winning. Historical events we would change, Wade not winning enough. Goals for the future, making Wade win more. Mm. The banner disappears. You are thrust out of the building face first and scrape yourselves on the ground as you're back in the center of town. You look up and the wheel is in front of you. It's moved aggressively. It looks down upon you as you're on the on your hands and knees looking up at it, and it spins again. I stand up off my hands and knees. Just... I stand up off my half and hands and knees. Am I still looking up at it? Please tell me I'm eye level at least. Mark, you're definitely looking up at it. Bob, you might be eye level. Ah, <sighs> frick. Ah, you two each possess a cannoli. I eat mine. Bob eats his cannoli. I suck the center out of mine. It's a really good cannoli. It tastes very good. The innards taste good. The whole thing tastes good. Bob, the scrapes on your hands and knees disappear. Mark, yours mostly fade, but not entirely. Mark, you contain, you still possess a cannoli outer. Mark, you want to you split your cannoli shell, Mark? You want to split it in half? No, I'll save it. I'll save it for when I need it. If you put it in your pocket, it's going to turn into cannoli chips, Mark. No, 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 no. I'm going to hold it. I'll purse it between my lips, ready to slurp it in at any moment. Signs emerge from the ground, arrows even. Ooh. One of them, perhaps with a damp spot. Oh. And they point you towards a gift shop. Unassuming, off to the side. Hey, I want to go check out the gift shop. Do we level up? You walk up to the gift shop. And you find that the sign barring your entry... Before I go, I squeeze I squeeze the arrow's ass a little bit and give it another smooch. The arrow slightly vibrates after your slap, staying damp and otherwise unmoving. You approach the gift shop. The sign barring entry saying required level 2 is gone. It seems you've leveled up. I run, thinking the invisible wall will still be there at full speed towards the gift shop. You run, plowing through, falling into the gift shop. Where a familiar face is standing before you, Bob. Mark, you're force loaded in because Bob got too far away. Hey, Mark, I got through the wall, Mark. A poorly voice acted representation of one of... Who could this character be? They speak to you, Bob, as you try to place who they are. Hello, I am the guru and this is my gift shop. I have all the items that could help an adventurer on their journey. Yes, I do. I... I have no idea who this could be still. Something stirs within, Bob, and you feel like you know who it is, even if it's just at the tip of your tongue. Mark, you notice a sign that says, Guru Herald's Gift Shop. Maybe it rings the bell, maybe it doesn't. I look over at the sign and I go, huh? And then I look back. Ooh, we have some quiet adventures, I see. That is fine. (laughs) I have many items for sale for you. And in fact, for strapping adventurers as yourselves, I will give you... What will I give you? I look over at Mark, and quietly, I'm like, there's two of us and one of him. I think we can take him, and then anything we want is ours. Yeah, let's wait till he opens the cash register, and we'll jump him. I will give you one item apiece of what I have for free. Here are my items. Oh, yeah, here's a 20 for a tip. Before you, he lays several items. Your 20 disappears, somehow ending up in his cash register. (laughs) Wait a minute. Oh, the guru appreciates your donations. Wait, I, I go to my pocket, I pull out my last 20, I tie a string to it, and I go, Here's another one! The 20 appears in the cash register. You see the string also going to the cash register. <gasps> I pull hard! Somehow your wallet's pulled out of your pocket and ends up also in the cash register, and the string disappears. <laughs> Damn those chain wallets! 
God. I want to say, as the developer of this game, there are some items in this shop that were put in the shop because I knew they would appeal to you before your town hall discussions. I promise you these were already on my list before you see them laying before you. We, we did go to the gift shop first. On, on, the, on the counter, you see a rare lens. <gasps> the perfect phone case. There is no... A lockpick. Okay. <laughs> a loaded boxing glove that you can just tell packs a punch. A what? A Shakira statuette and a pile of what you presume to be hair? Ooh. I take the hair, no questions asked. I just rush over and start shoving it in my pockets. Oh my, okay, the hair's for you. I take the Shakira. Ah, good choice, good choice. I look over at the man I don't recognize and I say, Ah, oh, well, if you're willing to give us one thing each, surely it can't be too much to ask for two. Ooh, but it is so much to ask to take two objects, for you haven't even paid for the guru services. This is simply a taste of my wares to see if you'll hire me on. I feel like I contributed a lot of money to the Guru Fund. Oh, your donations are appreciated. Oh, who am I to say no? Fine, fine. <laughs> Grab another item, why not? Does the phone case fit my phone? It looks like it would fit perfectly. <sighs> That's still not a good way to judge it, honestly, because between the different years, there's the buttons move a little bit. Um, that's a gamble. On closer inspection, it looks like the perfect phone case for your phone. Every feature you would want for the phone you have. A boxing glove, a lock pick, the phone case, and a rare lens sit before you. I take, I take the boxing glove. I stroll up sideways like a third grader, and I casually try and grab the lockpick and the phone case in one swoop of my arm and hide it between my behind my legs as I walk away awkwardly. With movement you could not have anticipated, the guru has made a karate chop, hitting you and paralyzing you in place before you can grab either item. Ah, 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 one item only. I gave you an extra already. Let's not be greedy. I shit my pants in fear. Ah, the smell of confidence. I approve. Now your item. Which will it be? I, uh, I slide up past, but I'm just as sneaky. I'm going sideways and I'm looking really suspicious and I, my eyes are going back and forth in, like, wide-eyed fear. And I just grab the boxing glove and nothing else. So you took the Shakira statue and the boxing glove. And I whistle as I'm walking away. Bob, you feel as if you're starting to be loaded away before you grab your second item. I lunge at the whole table and try and grab everything. You jump onto the table, landing on every item that's left, and as you furiously try to scoop them all up, right before they're in your grasp, Mark takes that last step, plummeting you outside with only some hair. Oh, hi, Bob. Oh, hey, Mark. I thought you were done. No, but that's okay. The guru appreciates it. You hear as the door closes and you're back outside. This episode is brought to you by Duncan. <laughs> Duncan just dropped a new kind of energy. They called it Sparked. <laughs> Berry burst, peach sunshine, flavors I yeah. love. Did you guys try it already? I can't say no to two kinds of flavors. One is peach and one is berry. And a medium's $3. Now through March 19th. So drop by and get sparked by Duncan. Sparked energy drinks are fruit flavored, contain 0% fruit juice. Beverages contain caffeine from caffeine and guarana. Participation may vary. Limited time offer terms apply.
This episode is brought to you by Square Enix. From Square Enix comes Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I played a ton of Final Fantasy VII when I was a kid. It was one of the first games that I actually 100%ed. I didn't. But anyway, the new standalone remake in the critically acclaimed series follows Cloud in the pursuit of his iconic antagonist, Sephiroth. Forge bonds with iconic characters in and out of combat, including Tifa, Barrett, and Aerith. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, out February 29th, exclusively on the Sony PlayStation 5. Arrows emerge, and almost like a carousel, pick you up and ride you Wee. back to the Great Wheel! Oh, I know which one's the moist one. Which spins! Ah, both of you lose a win and Wade gains one. Ooh! Okay. I, I offer Wade the hair in my pocket in place of a win. A tempting offer. But unfortunately, I have to keep my hands off of this and just allow the game to play itself, so I'll have to refuse, but I appreciate that. Mm. Okay. Well, that was fruitful. Um, down a win, but, you know, to be perfectly honest, Bob, we have so many wins that we could afford to lose, like, 10 or 20. It's true. I gave three wins during the last episode, and I still think I probably have more wins than Wade does. A pixelated path emerges in front of you. Jesus, how, how horrifyingly obscene is that path? It's kind of half-loading. Invisible walls are kind of appearing and clipping. You can tell that it's really poorly rendered. Oh, I thought it was like a road of dicks or something. No, it's tempted to be good, but it looks like it wasn't, there wasn't much time to work on this particular thing. It was kind of thrown together at the last second, so uh, just really poorly implemented. I'm going. Mark takes a step. Unfortunately, the path isn't fully loaded and he falls through the world. And is in a loading loop of falling. Are you, is this like a portal on the ceiling and floor situation? You feel yourself slowly being tugged in that direction, Bob. I don't. I don't. <laughs> nope. I look around and I just go, uh-uh. Nope. A loading screen emerges, but the A in loading is kind of like not fully completed either. And a bar loads before you very slowly. Very slowly, the bar fills. Am I still falling? Yes. But you also see the loading screen, but the loading kind of is bouncing back and forth. Just as soon as the loading disappears, it reemerges beneath you. Gotcha, okay. I time out what's happening to Mark, and I try and dive across his loading loop and pull him out of it heroically. Watching Mark fall as this loading screen hits 3%, 4%. Bob can't take anymore. He dives out, arms outstretched to stop Mark from this falling loop. And he catches him. Going across the gap of loop, he lands on a part of path that seems to be complete. The loading bar speeds up immensely. Completes. Uh, wow, Bob, I can't believe that worked. Uh, where are we? I set Mark down, astonished. Uh, for sure we'd be dead. I don't know. You seem to be in a dungeon of some kind? A, a, a jail cell? It's hard to make out. And as you start to make it out, a hood is thrown over each of your heads. Hey, wait a minute. Your hands are cuffed behind your back. Oh, hold on. You're dragged down a dark, damp corridor to a room where the stifling claustrophobia of the dungeon seems to dissipate. Harrow, what are you doing? Your hands remain cuffed, but your hood is removed. Through a tra transparent wall to Mark, your right, Bob, your left, you see each other in the same circumstance, but across from you are two very different, what you'd presume to be opponents. Bob, you see none other than a known rival from your past. Six Toes Timmy. Mark, you also recognize the person across from you. Oh my god, it's you. It's Tyler. Fuck. Tyler's gonna beat your ass. You don't stand <laughs> a chance. Before you can say anything, a voice rings out from speakers above. 
Defeat your opponent before they defeat you. I launched the boxing glove. I don't even know how to activate it, but I just start pressing buttons on it. Your hands are cuffed behind your back, but you grab the boxing glove. You go to launch it. Unfortunately, you got gifts from an item shop from a place run by a guru. As you put the glove on, prepare to launch. Bees inside the glove that are loading it start stinging your hand repeatedly, swelling it up. Ah, okay. However, the glove pushes and launches you into the air in the direction of Tyler. Bob, cutting back to you. Six toes Timmy's across. I frantically eat the hair from my pocket. (laughs) How do you get it into your mouth from your pocket with your hands cuffed behind your back? I get it. I dig it out of my pocket, sprinkle it on the ground, and then lick it off the ground because hair sticks to your tongue, right? So I'm like, ah, ah. Six Toes Timmy rushes at Bob. Bob grabs the hair from his pocket, drops it on the ground, and starts eating it. He doesn't know what's on the ground here, what kind of blood or shit or vitriol could be here, but the hair is there, and all that matters is that he's gobbling it up. Timmy approaches and is disgusted and disturbed at what he sees, which gives him pause. Mark, you're flying through the air. Ah, it seems to be a permanent state of being for me. You're headed right for Tyler. Hands behind your back, boxing glove equipped, bees stinging you ferociously. With nothing else but half a cannoli and a statuette of Shakira in your pockets, what do you do as you approach Tyler? I'm kind of flying in the air. I don't know if I, I have any... I don't know, my, with my handcuffs. Thinking to yourself, what do I do? It's already too late. You collide with him. <gasps> but Tyler's nimble. As your foot makes contact, he dives to the side. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Shit! Bob, you're eating hair. Timmy looks appalled like he might throw up. You finish the last strand. I decide to go all in on this strategy. I look look up at Six Toast Timmy just absolutely manically, and I'm like, you can't have it! It's all mine! And I just start licking the floor anywhere there's anything to try and eat it. And I keep, like, eating whatever's on the floor and then looking at him and be like, mine! No! And I'm, like, writhing around, just licking and eating anything I can get my tongue on and making eye contact every time I look back at Six Toast Timmy. You know, Timmy's got some strengths, but uh, unfortunately, his constitution is not one. Uh, Timmy begins gagging, perhaps even vomiting slightly as he watches you lick the floor. I flop onto my back so I'm face up, and I inchworm over underneath him, and I go, in my mouth! Ah! <laughs> like I'm going to catch his vomit. Bob, how's your constitution? Are you you're athletic? Uh, invincible, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bob loaded in with a 20, 20 in strength and a 20 con. Uh, no other attributes at anything. Don't need any more attributes, that's all you got, that's all you need. If you're gonna be dumb, you better be tough. That's what I always say. Bob, you managed to stomach the contents of the floor and uh, Timmy uh, is doubled over hurling at this point. Mark, Tyler dove out of the way. You still have boxing glove in hand. The bee stings are starting to really hurt. You stand up. Tyler is kind of on the ground from his dive. No, I don't stand up. I don't stand up. I kneel and I pray and call out for an arrow to come to my rescue. An old friend, a lover perhaps, bosom buddy for certain. With my hands tied behind my back, bees stinging my poor fingies, I pray for the arrow to come and save me and I call out 
Arrow, please! I need you now! Tyler looks over as Mark stays on his knees, praying for an arrow, and he sees bees fly out of a boxing glove behind Mark's back, just starting to sting him all over. Mark's looking slightly delusional as the bees slowly escape from the glove and begin stinging him elsewhere, and Tyler can't help but let out a chuckle, and he starts laughing. His eyes grow wide, his breathing seems to be interrupted as his laughter erupts at the sight of you praying for an arrow while being stung by bees, hands cuffed behind your back. Bob, Timmy's doubled over vomiting. With my iron constitution, I I just, I numb, numb that right up. I'm absorbing his power or something. Whatever benefits I get from eating the vomit, that's what I'm getting right now. And if I can, I continue to try and make eye contact with him. It's difficult, but between between vomits, like maybe I can catch his eye or something and just like remind him. Timmy falls to a knee, unprepared for this strategy, prepared to duel you with weaponry, guns, clubs, baseball bats, but not with a will of constitutions. He doubles over. Mark, Tyler has started laughing. The bees are starting yeah, to really it hurt. Really hurt. Okay. All right then. What I do is I pray even harder. I'm committed to this. I know that I'm going to be saved. This arrow will hear my calls. I don't even try to get up. I don't even try to fight back. I start screaming at the top of my lungs. Arrow! Arrow, please! I need you now! Save me! Remember what we had! Mark with a swollen face at this point from the bees just stinging him everywhere kind of has talking like Rocky Balboa trying to do a godfather impression as he screams to the heavens for help and Tyler doubles over further falling to the ground laughing <laughs> tears streaming down his face as the goose call honking laughter that we all know Tyler to have completely envelops the arena Timmy, vomiting on the ground, also starts to laugh. Bob and Mark, you also can't help yourselves but to laugh. And the arena, a message pops up and says, Error? Question mark? And you're thrown back to the town center. So, so the arrow never came and saved me? It did not. That's, that's messed up. So, not that you saw, but your face was pretty swollen up from the bee sting. So, like, you couldn't really see too well by the end there. Are we still, like, bound up? Your hands are free. Your health... Not the greatest, even though you didn't have any side effects. Your constitution, your health still took a hit from licking up all the horrible things on the floor. And Mark, I mean, bee stings, I mean, that starts to do something after a while. I look over at Bob and I say, I don't think that guru was there to help us. I look, I meet your gaze and I reach into my mouth and pull out one hair and I go, oh, it worked out okay for me. Arrows emerge from the ground, one underneath Mark with a thick rump a slight vibration in a wet top. It carries him toward the wheel. I go running after Mark. We're gonna talk about this later, Arrow. I needed you and you weren't there. Bob, you go running behind, keeping just enough pace to not be force loaded in. You arrive at the wheel. The wheel says, whip. Okay. I say, nay, nay, in response. The wheel lets out a chuckle and you get a bonus trip to the guru. Oh, excellent. All right, Mark, I think definitely this time we should try and rob him. Okay, cool. Gotcha. I still got the boxing glove of bees, I think. Ah, I see you're on the ground in front of me. Welcome back. Welcome back. I throw the boxing glove at him. 
Oh, uh, we don't take returns, especially from used products, but thank you, thank you. As he restocks it, but it disappears, unable to be gained again from you. <sighs> well, I wasn't expecting you just yet, but oh, I've got items aplenty, items aplenty here. Take a look. You see the lock pick, the perfect phone case and the lens still sitting on the table. Are they still free? Oh, of course. The guru's nothing if not fair. I pick up the lens and I hand it to Mark. Ah, oh, nice. Mark, you feel power swell within you as this lens makes contact with your hand, and you realize this is the lens you've been hunting for. Will it help you on this journey? Undetermined, but is it what you want? Yes. Mark, is that the fabled MD100 F2.0 lens? 135, The 135? Yes, yes, oh it is. Oh my God. It is exactly the one you've been hoping for. Oh, wow. Look at that pristine condition. Is that a Kanaka Minolta or Minolta Kanaka? Just Minolta. The guru is confused. You gave your item away, so I suppose you get to choose again or you get to pick one for him i'm not sure is this is supposed to work like this yeah bob um you can take my pick i think a lock pick and a perfect phone case lay before you i pick up the phone case but i also hand it to mark oh sweet cool grab it as it lands in mark's hand it disappears and goes back onto the table oh man this thing's mark's unable to accept it this game's all foolproof what if i trade in my shakira statue oh no returns no returns but if you don't want it the guru will take it back no 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 i shove it up my ass before you can take it it's uncomfortable but somehow fits bob you can outsmart him by shoving it up your ass oh interesting i just take the lock pick you grab the lock pick in your hand it feels like it could pick a lock <laughs> the phone case disappears oh good choice <laughs> good choice however for being such good customers and offering to return several items i can't help but feel you deserve something else almost like you were sent here by the wheel i have a couple of other items for you there's a lot of a lot of free stuff on the table appears a small boat and an item that whenever you look at it seems to flip the other direction like it flips every time or like it's like you when you're looking away you feel like you can see something but you look at it and it turns and you can't quite make out what the other side had i grab the flippy okay the flippy goes into mark's hand the boat is left you know uh, i suppose to give you a choice the guru waves his hand and the phone case re-emerges next to the boat bob you can choose either one i aggressively look at and then away from the thing in mark's hand to see what happens i flip upside down you can almost make out it what's the on the one side but just can't quite do it it has no it has no effect on mark or his hand or anything he's fine he just uh no no it's, uh, it's just he's holding it oh. and it's kind of like a fidget spinner just fidgets away from you so you can't see i take the phone case and put it on my phone and without looking try and take pictures of the thing in mark's hand the picture just as it flips away there might be a slight blurred edge of what you were hoping to see but it's just too little is it like you can't see the surface it just goes sideways it goes bleep. it's almost like you had a chain and there was like a spinny duty in the middle and you want to see what's on one side maybe an engraving or a picture or something but the moment you go to look at that you just see the back side of it see see bob i thought that this thing would flip the thing that it was on too i thought it was like a flippy thing it's actually kind of useless now I feel stupid for getting it. I feel stupid for getting it. Oh, believe me, uh, the guru says as he sees you looking disapprovingly. This might save your life. 
I grabbed, I, I could see it and I grabbed the boat. I'll just take the boat. Unfortunately, the boat disappeared when you put the phone case on. But that wasn't a commitment. I was making sure it fit. You grabbed the phone case and put it on your phone. The guru saw it as a commitment. I see you have your items and no one chose boat. Interesting, interesting. Oh, that's because boats are dumb, guru. And then I'm like, come on, Bob. This guy sucks. Is anything dumb if it's useful? He says as his voice trails away and you find yourself back in the center of town. Mark, several arrows approach you. Hey, what's up? Hey. They rub across your leg like cats and pick you up and guide you over toward the wheel. Ah, Bob, you're not getting the arrow treatment like me. Bob, as you look disparagingly like, why don't I have an arrow, friend? You find yourself force-loaded over to the wheel, which spins! In the distance while this thing is spinning, I see Mark's damp, bootylicious arrow staring, looking very jealous at the Mark and the three arrows he has around his legs. The arrows point at Mark. Uh-huh, yeah. Mark, you understand that now for the next challenge, you may be forced to speak in rhymes as part of the challenge as an added part. Just him or me also? Just him. Oh, darn it. It seems Bob was spared. The wheel looks at you, Bob, and you can tell it's asking, do you want to risk something else coming up or would you like to step away? Oh, I'm feeling lucky. Let's spin again to see what else Mark has to do. Wait, what? Oh, uh, my, what? Fair is fair. Oh, fair is fair. I forget what that means. A bonus win to Wade. No, no, no. Remember, oh, okay. remember, I sharpied that. That's not fair is fair. That's fairy is fairy. Ah, a bonus winnie is assigned to Wadey. Yeah, uh, it says fairy is fairy. Um, I want to eat a big bowl of berries. A big bowl of berry. Berries and cream. Berries and cream. You're a little boy who loves berries and cream. Yes, that's true. Yes, that's right. Big cream berry is my delight. Bob the wheel again looks at you. I feel like a lot of stuff is happening to Mark. Mark feels the tug pulling him away from the wheel, but Bob, you have time if you want to stay here. Spin it, baby! One more spin! <sighs> what could- why are you so upset, Mark? It's fine, probably. I'm not feeling sad. I'm just not quite glum. <laughs> I- but I'm happier now that I'm joined by my chum! Bob, you also get to speak in rhymes. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> You are pulled away from the wheel, its last possible option being tugged away from you. You may never know what it was going to say. Perhaps it was something meant for Bob if the previous choice had been deleted properly, but this is a whip after all. All of a sudden, you see a red carpet flow before you toward the arena. Mark, I think towards the arena we should go. That way, what's within it, we could know. Arrows of all shapes and sizes emerge to pick Mark up and form a sort of throne to carry him toward the arena. Me oh my, my oh me. This fills me with so much glee. Look at my throne. Look at it now. Look at my throne, you big fat cow. Bob, a boat emerges, but appears to be out of gas. I just walk behind Mark because that's what I deserve. You two emerge in an arena. You're in what looks to be a locker room. In the distance do we hear Tyler going, I'm Tom Brady and I'm the best. Perhaps you do. You do hear something, but it's hard to make out. But if that's what you hear, then that is what it is. Is the Coliseum full? Is the Coliseum bright? Is You're in a, a locker room right now. Well, I guess I'll never rhyme. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I forgot. <laughs> No, 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 I don't feel like it now. I don't want to go 
Oh, I always never rhyme and here's a cow! Oh, compatriot Mark is short as an elf. I think Wade is saying, go fuck yourself. Some arrows emerged to lift Bob up, appreciating his statement. Aha! However, the arrows set you down and then grab a hood and drop it over each of your heads. Again with this trick. The guy who made this is a prick! You're being dragged out through a corridor, feeling similar to the one as before. When the air opens up again and the hood is removed, you seem to be on a football field of some kind. However, you're in an end zone with no goalpost. At the other end, you see a goalpost far away from you. You look down and you see you have a vest equipped to you with all kinds of lights and sensors. Your feet are also locked into place by some kind of device that seems to be holding you here. Next to you, you see each other. Mark, Bob's to your right. Bob, Mark's to your left. Bob, I could be wrong. I really could be wrong. This vest, it might be a bomb. A voice from above rings out. Be the first to reach the goalposts. A horn bursts in the distance and you feel your feet freed. I run, I skip, I jump so fast. I will not be arriving last. <laughs> Mark, you valiantly dash off, leaving Bob in the dust. However, every foot, every yard, you move toward the goalpost. The goalpost seems to move too, further away from you. I shout to Bob, hey, what's going on? This doesn't seem something on. I, I make no move because I know the auto loading will with Mark make me go. In the crowd, you notice four brunettes standing, one with a microphone and a hat, a large hat. Into the microphone, they yell, I said, hey, what's going on? I look to Bob and I go, is that Shakira? I'd know her voice anywhere. Uh, point of uh, query. What am I seeing exactly? Is the field getting longer and it's moving away? Or is it look, does it look like... It seems like it, yeah. Mark's not getting closer to it, but it's not getting further from me. What's my relation? It seems like the field is getting longer and the goalpost is moving further away. However, your eyes might be deceiving you, but it feels like the goalpost is just as close to you as it ever was. And yet it seems further away from where Mark is at the same time. It seems like an optical illusion. I face my back toward the goalpost post and walk slowly backwards, assuming that I'm getting closer to it. Mark, after seeing this band erupt out of nowhere and almost repeat the words you said, you see Bob ignoring your question and start moonwalking in your direction. Now don't forget, you have items of the Guru's blessings with you. I squeeze the statue within my ass and then I pull out my looking glass. Where was the lens? Not in my ass, but I won't tell. <laughs> You'll just have to watch this spell. Looking through the glass, you see that there are sensors on the goalpost that look similar to the ones on your vest. Squeezing the Shakira statue beneath your ass cheeks, you feel pain because her arms are out and kind of sharp. And when you squeeze, they kind of cut your butt a little. Ow. Bob, <laughs> you're moonwalking towards the goalposts. It doesn't feel like you're making much progress. I take off the vest. It seems to be locked on you. I take it off anyway. You go to remove it from your body, and man, if this lock just won't give, it's just a little bit too tight to slip off. Despite your perfect dexterity, your perfect endurance, your perfect constitution, and your perfect strength, it's just not quite enough to remove this vest. I take my phone in the perfect case out of my pocket, and I, I Google how to vest off 
body. You see that if you press the sensors in a certain order, it just might remove the vest. I push a sensor to see what happens. The sensor presses in. Mark, Bob's standing around touching his vest. You saw the sensors on the goalpost. You have Shakira's hands cutting your ass and you have your own vest equipped. I look around and see no hope. So instead I fall to my knees. Before you fall to your knees, Ooh, grope. You turn around, and when you turn around, you find that you've turned around, and you turn around, mm? and you turn around. The flippy emerges from your pocket and starts spinning. The goalpost is no longer behind you, but in front of you. Your vest slips off. The spinny erupts into like a little mini firework, because turning around was the key, and it's something you're known to do. It was meant for you to turn around, because when you turned around, what you saw was what I described. Bob. Uh, can I can, can I respond to anything? No, 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 no shut up. Can no, I, you're done. No, shut your hole. I, I want to rhyme. I need to do something now. Can I get closer to Mark in hopes of uh, a spark? An idea can spark in my brain. Spark. Pressing the buttons of your vest, you walk toward Mark. Mark, spinning in place seemingly faster than you can perceive, his vest falls off of him just as you press the last button on your own, which starts to fall. You're standing side by side, and you see before you the goalpost. I remove the phone case from the phone and huck it right at Mark's face bone. Mark, how good is your dexterity? Uh, I mean, I'm spinning, right? Mark rolling with disadvantage. <laughs> 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 I was more thinking like I'm a deflection shield, you know, I'm spinning so fast it would deflect. Mark, the phone case collides with your cheekbone. It hurts. Your face is partially numbed from all of the bee stings from earlier. And while it does hurt, not enough to really interfere with you for what pain can you really have through the swelling and numbness from the bee stings? I don't get mad. I don't think twice. I run with the strength of a, a thousand mice. For some reason, Bob, Mark's, Mark gets down on all fours and starts moving toward the goalposts, scurrying almost, sniffing a little bit into the air. You don't know what he's doing. However, he's not moving as quickly as he'd like to. It seems something, I don't know, with his butt is bothering him and making this journey more difficult than it should be. I, my brain is empty, but my muscles full. I charge at the goalpost with the strength of one bull. Mark scurrying with the power of a thousand mice, moving with Shakira slowly ripping apart his ass as he crawls, trying to outpace Bob, who started a little bit after him, but has the power of a bull charging at the goalpost. You get to the edge. Who is you? Wait, important information. Oh, also, I eat my cannoli. Bob, you're 10 yards away. Mark's more like 15 to 20. You hear a chomping noise, and you hear a... As Shakira is launched from his ass into the sky, Mark gets a speed boost, catching up. He loses his dex penalty, but Bob's got like a perfect score in everything. This is going to be a difficult task. You both cross the goal line seemingly simultaneously, unless... I look over my shoulder as Mark is catching up and shout, Pamplona, motherfucker, and come at him like a trucker. Bob veers off course at the last moment before he crosses the goal, <laughs> charging straight into the scurrying Mark's side. Time slows down. I see my doom, but there's uh, some hope inside the gloom. I close my eyes and pray so right. Please, Arrow, come beat this... White, come rescue me tonight! 
You charge full speed, Bob, right into Mark. However, at the last moment, you hit something else. It disorients you as he goes shooting straight into the air, seemingly underneath an arrow, taking him straight up. You charge with such might when you collided with this arrow that seemingly knocked you unconscious. Mark, you go flying up and the arrow saved you from Bob. However, the skybox was set kind of low because I wasn't expecting you guys to fly. You collide with a seemingly invisible surface really hard. Oh. And the last thing you see is the little smooch mark on an arrow as the lights go out. This episode is brought to you by Coca-Cola. New Coca-Cola Spiced. It's not spicy, but it does have unexpected, extraordinary tastes. For some people, it's like... Like falling on a meteor, fighting a bear just to land safely on the ocean on your own private island with a new best friend? It's like when you're in that hotel in Las Vegas and the gondola singer is rowing you around the canals, and for that beautiful moment you forget you're not actually in Venice. It's like running into a hurricane, but then you find yourself in the eye of the storm and you're actually in like a really pretty field, and like the wind is lightly blowing and there's like leaves and the smell of fall. Or it's like... But, you know, I had something and it wasn't that, and you really threw me off my groove. It's like hearing your friend come up with his own idea, but then realizing that your idea is so much better, you have to say it right now! Coca-Cola Spice, it's bursting with refreshing notes from raspberry and spice flavors. It's an uplifting taste experience unlike any other. Try all new Coca-Cola Spiced and Coca-Cola Spice Zero Sugar today and find out. Copyright 2024, The Coca-Cola Company. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. I'm a big dumb dummy. I love you, you big dumb dummy head. Uh, well, as a big dumb dummy, sometimes I have subscriptions that carry on a little too long. Like a few years. Okay, uh, this is starting to feel a little bit personal. Does that make me a big dumb dummy too? Oh, you big dumb dummy? I might also be one of those. Even if you're a big dumb dummy like us, you don't need to be a big dumb dummy to use Rocket Money. Because Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower bills. You can tap on whatever you don't like seeing. If you see big red number that you don't like, you just tap on it and they'll cancel it for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 per year. With over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. Bob, you open your eyes. You see fireworks in the sky from the center of town. Mark, your eyes open. You see fireworks in the sky. I say, hey, Mark, look up high. There's fireworks in the sky. Oh, me, oh, my. Look at that sky. <laughs> A voice emanates. Uh, the rhyme challenge is done now. That That's over. You guys are good. Uh, good work. Uh, that wasn't really what I had planned for that final run. You're supposed to just wander both of you across the goal line. Neither of you did. So, uh, I'm gonna have to improvise this last bit, but, uh, thanks. Please leave a five-star rating. And a wheel, but a different wheel, finds its way to be in front of you. Since neither of you truly won, we'll leave it up to fate. Oh god, wait, why is break a lens on there? <laughs> the words you see may not mean what you think they mean. Hmm, I got a feeling break a lens means exactly what I think it means. The wheel shall now spin, and fate has said, a coin shall flip. Okay. That's just unlikely, is all I'm gonna say. According to the rules, a win is assigned to either Mark or Wade for this coin flip. For we all know Bob can't win a coin flip. Oh, okay. Wait, I can't wait. Can I win if it lands on edge? Sure. I have this unbalanced, unfair lens cap, Mark. Okay. Would you like heads 
or tails? I'll take heads. All right, you want me to let it hit the floor or you want me to catch it? Wherever it lands. I feel like landing on edge is sort of erased if you don't let it land on a flat surface. But All right, flat surface. Triangle of fairness. I'm watching you. Yeah, he's definitely cheating. The fix is in, Mark. I'm trying to grab it. My hands suck. Hands <laughs> suck? It was. This is the tail side because heads was on top. Does that mean it was heads? Yeah, yes. I think so, right? Mark gets a win. Yes! Yes! I did it! However, the episode's not done. Ooh. A win goes in Mark's column of wins, but he doesn't win the episode. We spin again. There's a lot of different things on this wheel. Yeah, there's quite a few. James wins! James gets a win in his column. All right, that's pretty good. But it takes a village to raise a baby, so each of the three of us loses a win that we sacrifice to give James a win. I feel like he's basically a part of me, so like I, I get his win, probably. I know you should lose more than one, but I was trying to be fair. It's like a, it's like a celebrity. He's like my celebrity child, right? I, I hold his win until he's old enough to use it responsibly. Yeah, but it's like in the bank gaining interest, so you can't really do anything with it. Yeah, in my bank gaining my interest. You can feel about it how you will, but it's James win and we all three lose a win for him to get one. Uh, and then it says respin. Oh, F your dreams, F your nightmares. You actually wrote F. Why didn't you just put fuck? Uh, monetization. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, all the rest of this was totally fine. It's a good thing you didn't put any swears in. F your dreams, F your nightmares is Wade gets a win, but respin. <laughs> Wade wins again. So what does this one mean? If it doesn't mean what the words say, what does it mean? This one says Wade earns another win, but respin. Audience, I hope you're keeping track of this like you did Mark's fucking five bonus points. I really do. All right, we all win. Oh, cool. All right. We all get wins. And the choice is up to you two as to whether we all host the next episode together or I respin again. Oh, how would that happen? I don't know. I'm saying the choice is yours. It's what I wrote and past me knew what he was doing. I, I kind of want to see what that is, but... I am afraid of what it would be, but I am curious what an all three of us hosting episode would look like. Yeah. If we all three have our hosts, that means we all co-equally get all the powers that the host gets. Yes. Which means that we could actively cancel out things that each other are saying as we're saying them. But we can't remove each other's hostship. But we could uh, remove wins all willy-nilly and whatnot. Yeah, but once you do it, the other host could also do it because you can't take away a host's powers. I feel like this might be the rare opportunity for us to do the Council of Distractable and actually define some of these bylaws and agree to them with a majority vote because it'll be the first time in Distractable history where we all have power. I don't know, Mark. Do we pass that up or do we do it? I feel like I don't... We gotta do the Council. I think we gotta do the Council of Distractable. Three whole years later, we're finally gonna get together and really hash out some rules for this bad boy. Good choice. That is it. Would you guys like to know what the uh, other options are here? What is break a lens? That's the one I'm desperate to know. Uh, what I wrote was not really, but don't fucking test me again. Respin. <laughs> Audience wins was Wade or Bob win. Mark can't win that one because he's usually the least favorite of the viewing audience and oh, listening audience. I don't know about that. I mean, clearly Bob and I are the best hosts and have the best things. Mark and his lens discussion has really been causing a negative stir. <laughs> 
Audience wins was Bob or I win because we know that's what the audience want. To be fair, flip a coin was only Mark or Wade wins. So that was the other option. Uh, we all lose was we all host together, but as losers instead of winners. Hey, my streak maintains. No, no loser speech for me, baby. Uh, Mark and Bob win meant spin again, but Wade gets a win from that. Mark wins meant that Bob wins. Bob wins meant that Mark wins. Oh, well, that's fair. Hold my win was Wade gets the win, but Mark or Bob get to host the next episode pending another uh, coin flip. This time, Bob could win. I, then I put LOL next to that. And I think that was it. That covers everything, right? I hope you all enjoyed this uh, this series. If you guys could, while you're in the center of town, still uh, pending the final wheel spin here. This episode is in early access, so if you guys could give it a rating out of five, uh, I would appreciate that. Where five is a really perfect rating for the episode and a one's a really bad rating. I don't know if you want my rating or not. Uh, there's five stars emerge in front of either of you uh, to tap on the rating you want to assign. I awkwardly just stare at the ground and kick some dirt. I press the X button. Mark presses the X button. All five stars light up and a thumbs up appears damn as it. the stars disappear. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Bob, you ignore yours? Yeah, I just ignore it. A loading screen starts to appear. A screensaver starts to appear. And then all five stars light up as a thumbs up appears and the stars fade away. Boxes appear in front of either one of you. You think you, might, you need to type something in, but then you're like, no, wait, this is going to recognize my voice where you get to give some feedback for this early access game. Uh, how did you guys feel about early access uh, wait game? I type in needs a lot of work um seems cobbled together uh half finished didn't like the npcs except for the arrow needed larger fairies loading takes way too long half the game was like loading as you review your feedback it says perfect game wouldn't change a thing love the characters arrow omg fave uh mark applier endorses and and then a gif of me going like this is my favorite thing i love this thing <laughs> bob would you like to leave any feedback i shy look up to the heavens and i just shout as loud as i can alt f4 great game plan on closing down to restart my game progress right now can't wait to replay it appears before you as the game shuts down well, thank you guys for participating. I appreciate it. Thank you for the five-star ratings and the great feedback. Uh, everyone out there, I hope you enjoyed my early access game. Uh, make sure to leave a review on the subreddit. I hope you enjoyed watching and or listening. Boys, winner speeches. Should we all give them simultaneously? You want to do three-headed expert winner speech? Let's go in alphabetical order. Bob, you first, then Mark, then me. I wish that I could play more of this great fantastic game it was something that i will never be done remembering <laughs> furthermore i enjoy nothing but sometimes fairies help me get up up no oh, up. <laughs> uh, up period Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I forgot something that is very <laughs> important. Uh, and I want to say that that, that sorry, fuck. Uh, I love you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That...
does it for this episode. You can find Mark at Markiplier, Bob at Meister, I'm Wade, Minion777. I hope you all enjoyed the Wade games or whatever the hell you want to call this. I don't know. I just am glad to get to host again because God, nobody deserves it more than me. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode where we will all host somehow, some way. Uh, any final words that aren't from a three-headed expert before we close out? Follow the arrows. <laughs> and the podcast you can watch on Spotify or listen to a lot of other places. Follow us. Follow your dreams. Follow your nose. Follow your nose. Follow your nose. Mm. Mm. Podcast out.